Good morning and welcome to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Marcia Sullivan, and I thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this day will be a blessing to your life, but most importantly, that you will follow along as we read scripture today to truly enlighten your heart so that you may draw near to the heart of God, fear his teaching, and fall in love with who he is as your Lord and creator, as your savior. Um, So one thing that God has laid upon my heart today um, with this vision that he's given me, I saw somebody in whom I dearly love in it and I saw them being consumed by the ground like there was so it's almost it was almost as if the earth had opened up its mouth to devour that that specific person and after witnessing this dream I documented it and I began to pray for the person and God led me to this specific scripture where God is warning a specific group of people in here Um, and the people that he's sending forth a warning to make an example out of those were those who had sinned deliberately against God but most importantly against the leaders for which God had chosen in this specific story in the book of numbers chapter 16 and the leaders whom god had appointed were two people to lead his people god had appointed moses we will learn about in aaron and in the story of numbers chapter 16 you will see what happens when leaders rebel against god's anointed And for those that are listening who have been anointed by God and you have felt as if though something or someone has opposed you within the body of Christ or even outside the body of Christ, this message is for your heart today that you will be encouraged and learn to stand firm on God's word and his truth and his teaching. Because one thing that as a leader, You never know what you can handle or take nor endure until you have been tested beyond your measure. And here in this story, as we read today, we'll see that Moses was tested, but he did not rebel as the number, the large crowds had rebelled against him. But what Moses did do was take it to the Lord. And when Moses took it to the Lord the Lord dealt with Moses enemies and so if you have enemies that you know who have not treated you right who have opposed you who have betrayed you who have wrongfully accused you who have point their fingers in your face so that they can see you fall I want you to know that this message is definitely for you to be encouraged Because when God turns the situation around, God always triumphs against our enemies. And this is what we will see today. So we're going to go to the book of Numbers chapter 16. And it begins by saying, Korah, son of Izer, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, 
okay they were levi was a part of the 12 tribes it says in certain reubenites danith and at and ivoram so i hope i pronounced that last one right but if i didn't please forgive me it continues on to say sons of elab and on son of Pelith became insolent so in other words that word insolent describes that they became rebellious disrespectful rude and rose up against Moses now I touched briefly on that before getting into this verse Moses was chosen of God and strategically appointed by God you will find that if you go to the book of Exodus that's where God was calling Moses to go and speak and minister to his people so as we continue on in this verse number two of chapter two of numbers verse chapter 16 you see it says it says and rose up against Moses with them were 250 Israelites men they were well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council so they had been chosen by man they were appointed by council men but the difference between the two is that Moses had been appointed by the true and the living God And it says in verse 3, they came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron were brothers and said to them, you have gone too far. So the crowds were outraged at God's leaders for whatever reason. And not only was the crowd outraged with Moses and Aaron, but they began to talk about them publicly and in private they began to ridicule them they began to scrutinize them slander their names so i want those that are listening to be careful what you say in secret and in private about god's anointing it says the whole community is holy every one of them and the lord is with them why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? So these group of people, of men of over 255 Israelites who had chosen to speak out deliberately in the assembly of God's people is asking them the question, why then then you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? verse 4 tells us when Moses heard this Moses did the opposite probably of what they were expecting him to do notice that when your enemy is trying to attack you the enemy wants you to act disorderly the the, the enemy wants you to get out of character but Moses knowing who he is he faced down he fell down as the Bible says, face down. Then he said to Korah and all his followers, he says, in the morning, the Lord will show you who belongs to him and who is holy. And that speaks volume as a leader. 
Because when the Lord shows himself mightily, God has to reveal his glory in such a way that those who are watching the leaders and those who have been chosen of God, their hearts is either going to do one or two things. It's either going to humble them in the presence of God or it's either going to separate them from the presence of God. But in this case, it does more than humbling the the hearts of God's people. This story teaches those who oppose God's leaders to fear God and not only to fear him, but to also fear his leaders. It says in verse five, then he said to Korah and all his followers in the morning, the Lord will show you again who belongs to him and who is holy. And he will have that person come near him. This is what they did in the Old Testament. It says, the man he chooses, he will cause to come near him. You, Korah, and all your followers are to do this. Take censers and tomorrow put burning coals and incense in them before the Lord. And he says, Moses says this, he says, the man the Lord chooses will be the one who is holy. So, you know, it's interesting to know that some people really think that they are holier than others by the way that they dress, by the way that they act, or they may feel as if though that they've lived such a holy life and they have a clean record. And that may be just true. But deep down in their hearts, they're not as holy as they pretend to be. And see, one thing that I love about God is that when God tests our hearts, he really tests to see what's within our hearts because whatever is unclean, whatever is unholy, whatever is unpure, the Lord is going to purge us from the inside out that we will become like him. So that means we have to go through the fire. We have to experience some things in this life so that we can come out holy. And when we come out holy, we do have a testimony to share. We're not ashamed of some of the things that the Lord has allowed us to experience for his name's sake. And it says, Moses also said, he says, you Levites have gone too far. Moses also said to Korah, now listen, you Levites. Isn't it enough for you that God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelites' community? Now, Levite was a part of the tribe. They were actually the chosen priests of God. But one thing that you know about the Levites as you read is that they had also sinned against the Lord greatly. And so, in this case, God has separated Israel from this particular group of people. It says, you, he says, Moses is, is saying here, he says, for you that that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelite community and brought you near himself to do the work at the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the community and minister to them. And that's why they were separated. But their sins 
had caused them to go in a totally different direction than what God had appointed them to do. They were, the Levites were God's ministers. They were the chosen ones. And they were the priests. They were the the priests that were responsible for teaching God's people. And they had one job. The whole Levite tribe's job was to remain in the tabernacle and to minister to God's people. But Moses is saying he has brought you and all your fellow Levites near himself. But now you are trying to get the priesthood too. And that's interesting that when one person can influence a whole group of people to turn against you. And these things not only happen in the Bible, but these things are happening every day. That's why the Bible is probably one of the the most precious and sacred books that you can ever read because it's filled with so much wisdom and knowledge for life experiences for which you can learn, learn and, and grow and develop and mature. And verse 11 says, It is against the Lord that you and all your followers have banded together. Now, again, I say, you really don't know what leadership is until you have been opposed by those that you have once loved or have held to a high esteem. You don't really know what true leadership is when you're walking with the Lord until you experience opposition. And let me tell you something about opposition. Opposition is necessary for spiritual maturity. It's necessary for growth. And it's necessary because when opposition occurs, God reveals truth, not only to you, but God tests your heart. And God also allows you to see the true character in the hearts of others. As Moses is getting a chance to see close up the hearts of these 250 Israelites who are also considered to be the priests to rebel against God, leaders. And so in this text, it says, it says in verse 11, we read the first part, but we're going to the second part of verse 11. It says, who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? So they were not only grumbling against Moses, but also Aaron, who was the closest thing to Moses. So if you're grumbling against Moses, you're also grumbling against God. So that's why when anybody speak against God's leaders for which he's appointed, you must be very, very careful about what you utter from your mouth. So in verse 12, it says, Then Moses summoned Dathan and Abram, the son of Elab. But they said, we will not come. Isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of the land, along with milk and honey? They're complaining again to kill us in the wilderness. And now you also want to lord it over us. They're saying, wait a minute, Moses and Aaron, we were in bondage in Egypt. You brought us out of the wilderness 
okay to a land flowing with milk and honey but but your intent was not to really prosper us they're saying this to god's leaders that the real intent was for you to harm us by killing us and moses is saying this is really not true and now they're saying in other words who made you lord over us they're saying that you're not lord over us verse 14 we see it says moreover you haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards do you want to treat these men like slaves no we will not come so they didn't want to progress forward on the journey and moses began to speak in verse 15 it says then moses became very angry and said to the lord do not accept their offering i have not taken so much as a donkey from them nor have i wronged any of them you know some people will overlook the fact that they have wronged you but they will point the finger and make you feel as if though you have been the one to wrong them but what i love that moses does is that he doesn't go and mumble and complain about them but he goes directly to the father and he speaks to the father because one thing about when you have the Um, the anointing and the heart to go to God, God will protect you against your opponents, against those who plot evil and speak evil things, waiting to see you fall into a trench or a ditch. And so Moses, after Moses is speaking, he says to Korah, he says, you and all your followers are to appear before the Lord tomorrow and they in error. He says, each man is to take his censer and put incense in it, 250 censers in all, and present it before the Lord. You and Aaron are to present your censers also. So each of them took his censer, put burning coals and incense in it, and stood with Moses and Aaron at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And when Korah had gathered all his followers in opposition to them, at the entrance to the tent of meeting the bible says that the glory of the lord appeared to the entire assembly and that was the whole purpose of them burning the the coals before the lord so that the presence of the lord would show up but how many of you know listening today is that when the presence of the lord showed up something took place And right after the presence of the Lord showed up, you better believe that judgment was on its way. Because if you were not a priest, you couldn't even come near the temple. So the Levites were the priests. These were the same people rebelling against Moses and Aaron. So God says to them in verse 20, the Lord is now speaking. And he says to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this assembly so i can put an end to them at once sometimes i've learned that the lord will have his anointed to be separated from even among his own people from even among 
the God. God will have us sometimes to separate. And the separation, before there's a separation, sometimes a spiritual war will break out. And sometimes you don't know why. But God knows why. And and a a big part of when the spiritual war breaks out, nine times out of ten, is because God wants to do something with the hearts of the leaders. And so God said, I can put an end to them at once because they don't believe that I'm with you, Aaron and Moses. But God is saying, I'm going to show these Levites that I'm with you. They had outnumbered Moses and Aaron. Their voices rang louder, I'm sure. They thought they possessed more power and holiness than those that God had appointed. But I love how God comes on the scene. In verse 22, it says, But Moses and Aaron fell face down, and they cried out. I mean, those that are listening today, have you ever just cried out to the Lord? When opposition came your way, when it felt as if though the enemy was getting the best of you, when it felt as if though those that you love had betrayed you and just completely shut the door and shut their hearts to your face, But God, and as they cried out in their deepest hour, they speak these words to God. They said, oh God, the God who gives breath to all living things, will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? They asked the Lord. In verse 23, the Lord answered and he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the assembly, Move away from the tents of Korah, Danith, and Abram. Moses got up and went to Danith and Abram and the elders of Israel. And he followed them. And he warned the assembly. Notice that Moses didn't just speak to one man. But this prophecy was to bring warning against the entire house of God, God's people, the entire assembly. And Moses says, move back from the tents of these wicked men. Now, it's one thing to be wicked, but it's another thing when you are wicked and you don't even know that you have become wicked in your heart. That is certainly a dangerous place to be when your heart is wicked But your spiritual eyes are blinded to see how much your heart is wicked. Moses says, do not touch anything belonging to them, or you will be swept away because of all their sins. Now, the the, the holy ones thought they were holier than thou. Levites, the accusers of the brethren, those who wanted to oppose Aaron and Moses but when the spirit of the Lord comes on the scene God reveals just how holy he is and just how unholy the assembly of the house of God really is now let's continue on and it says in this same verse 
He says, after he warns them, do not touch anything belonging to them or you will be swept away because of all their sins. We go to verse 27 and it says, so they moved away from the tents of Korah and Danith and Abram. Danith and Abram had come out and were standing with their wives, their children, and their little ones at the entrance to their tents. Okay, now when God is getting ready to do something, a lot of times the family, the children will suffer, right? And in verse 28, we can see that when Moses speaks again, he says this as a warning. He says, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me because you don't believe that God really sent me. This is what you tell your enemies. And you can say it boldly. This is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things and that it was not my idea. See, some people think that when God has put something in your heart for you to do, they're thinking that it was your idea. But you know when it's God's idea because at the end when all is said and done, and I'm going to say that again, that when all is said and done, God will give the glory. And so Moses says, if these men die a natural death and suffer the, the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something totally new, something that has never been done before, and the, and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them with everything that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the rim of the dead, then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. And you may be asking, how did, how did they treat the Lord with contempt? By treating the leaders with contempt. Because what you do to God's leaders, you've already done to the Lord himself. And God made the declaration at this point to reveal who the holy ones were and who the chosen ones were. And I can assure you that reading after reading this, the chosen ones were not the ones who thought that they were really holier than thou. If you take a moment to read it, you will see this. It says in verse 31, we're still in the book of Numbers chapter 16. And I'm reading verse 31. And it says in this particular verse, as soon as he finished saying all this, the ground underneath them split apart. So instantly, as the man of God spoke, what he said in that moment came to pass. God had did a new thing right before their eyes. And God was revealing his glory to those who witnessed it. And the Bible says, And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their households and all those associated with the rock. Together with their possessions, they went down alive into the rim of the dead with everything they owned. So when you go against God's people, his anointing, because God says, Touch not my anointed." And do my prophet no harm. You best to believe. As my grandmother would say. 
You better believe that God will deal with you when you touch his precious little vessels. So it says they went down alive into the rim of the dead with everything they own. Can you imagine that happening? And that has happened then in the Bible, and it happens now. People have died alive, getting sucked up into sinkholes, getting uh, devoured by calamities of many kinds, tornadoes, hurricanes, so many things where the earth literally opened up his mouth open his mouth and devour millions of people and you can see that as a result after the man the houses was gone the property was gone and this is not to wish evil upon anybody but when you read your bible and you take the time to recognize how holy god is it should put a sense of fear and urgency in your heart to get into a relationship with the Lord and to seek Him with everything in your being. So these stories help us to see God for who He is and not play with God. In verse 34, it says, At their cries, all of Israelites around them fled, and these people were left shouting, The earth is going to swallow us too. In that moment, there was a sense of urgency. There was a sense of fear because God had displayed his glory. And the next thing you know in verse 35, it says, And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. So they were not as holy. The moral of this story is that they were not as holy as they appeared to be. They thought they were really holy. They thought that God was really with them. But they had no realization that in actuality that they had showed contempt against God by speaking against the anointed leaders of God. And so I think we're going to close out with this one today. We're going to start right there and finish the rest part two tomorrow. But in part one, there are a lot of things that you can get from this. And one thing is that you should have got from the story line is that do not speak against God's people. Never underestimate those who you think are not holy. Because the same people that you may not think are holy are completely holy in the sight of the Lord. And it's not for a human heart to judge, to say this person is holier than that person. But when it's all said and done, you will know. Because one thing that I love about God is that when God displays his glory and his majesty, God always reveals those who are truly holy in the end from those that are not the wheat and the tares there are a lot of people who are proclaiming to be prophets teachers and leaders of christ but in actuality some of them are just not the real deal 
even in the end as we're seeing the book of revelation being revealed right before our eyes there are so many who are saying they're followers of christ but there will come a day well we will see god say depart from me you sinners of iniquity for i really i never knew you that's why repentance is so important and that's why when we sin against the lord we we really do need to repent quickly because there may come a day where repentance will be too late clearly in this scripture specific scripture we see here that repentance for God's people were too late because of their pride because of their hardness of heart and my prayer today is that as you're seeking the face of God and hearing him speak directly to you that your hearts will not grow hardy against the teachings the commands of God and against those who God has placed in leadership over you. And the the only way that you can submit to God's true leaders that he have appointed is by submitting to God. Everybody has not been called a leader of God. Some people have appointed themselves. But as you're seeking the face of God, the Lord will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will not have those in whom he loved to be deceived. So I thank you for listening today. I pray that this episode really encouraged your heart because it was long and lengthy. But I pray that you really gain some valuable knowledge from this. And you go in peace and in the love of Christ. And it's in Jesus' holy name, I pray. Until next time, I hope to see you again. And happy September and welcome we'll welcome in fall just in a little bit but um i pray that god will just bless you and just continue to allow his love to shine upon your life in every way possible this is the fervent prayer of the lord in jesus name amen